you're seeking biblical wisdom and understanding in these difficult and trying times, and you recognize the power of God's Word to delve deep into the issues of the heart, then welcome to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney, husband, father, counselor, author, and teacher. Join us for Christ-centered, gospel-driven truth concerning our individual, marital, and parenting struggles. This is Biblical Counseling Today. If I were to ask you to make a top 10 list of the most important godly character traits you want to see in your child, what would they be? My guess is that laziness would not make that list. To my knowledge, I have never met a single parent who has told me how proud they are of their lazy child. God's Word is clear that laziness has no place in the life of the Christian. The book of Proverbs is full of warnings against slothfulness and laziness. Working with all of our might is pleasing to God according to His Word. Refusing to work when we're able is an abomination to the Lord. As creator and sustainer of all life, God has created his creatures to work in his world and for Christians to diligently labor in his kingdom. So dealing with the sins of laziness and apathy in our children should be a parent's top priority. To put it in a positive way, we should be all about instilling a godly work ethic in all of our children. Now, when I think of a work ethic, for some reason, all I can picture is a group of dwarfs whistling and singing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Wouldn't it be marvelous if our children whistled joyfully while they worked, using their little pickaxes in those dark mines they labor in every day? Instead, we tend to hear children who complain when assigned a simple chore or pout when they work or simply do just about every job halfway. Why does it seem that each generation is twice as lazy as the last one? Or is that too broad of a generalization emanating from these old fuddy-duddy eyes of mine? Whatever is the case with the children of this world, your concern should be for your own child. As I tell mine regularly, just showing up on time and doing what you're told in a responsible manner will put you head and shoulders above your peers. That has certainly been the case for our college students and graduates. The training of a work ethic in your child must begin way sooner than when they are teenagers. It begins earlier than most parents think. But like every area of parenting, this is one that requires that we aim for the heart of our child, not just modifying his or her behavior. Working the way God wants us to work demands a heart that longs for the glory of God and for the extension of his kingdom. It is not just rooted in the desire to be successful or to have monetary gain. So let's dig down deep into the problems of laziness and apathy, seeking how we can build a strong work ethic in our children. Where does laziness in our children come from? As sinners, do they come out of the womb with a desire to be lazy? Yes and no. Yes, because of our sin and this fallen world we live in, it is tempting to avoid work, not want to work, and to work as little as possible. So children can easily begin to live out a bad habit of laziness. On the other hand, our youngest of children tend to be interested in working to some extent. 
Toddlers may actually be enthusiastic about putting their toys back in their proper containers. My daughters, very early on, were very interested in washing dishes and unloading the dishwasher and helping mom and dad with chores. At a young and probably dangerous age, my oldest daughter loved getting up at 5 a.m. and making coffee for her mother. So yes, our sinful hearts are prone to laziness from the beginning, but it is actually our youngest children who most desire to work, especially if those jobs are big people jobs. The way God has created our development process, there is something natural to want to work, get things done, and be successful. What then are some specific reasons behind laziness in children? Well, here are a few of my ideas. First, your child may simply want to avoid hard things. If the work is easy, it's no problem. But something that is hard or painful is avoided, creating a lazy work ethic. Second, your child may just be self-centered, seeking to be served all the time. He would rather enjoy the benefits of a wonderful meal without having to take part in its creation or cleanup. He would rather have his parents or siblings be his personal maids, cleaning his room up behind him after he makes his messes. Third, laziness may be a child's identity where he receives attention from parents, even though it's negative attention. He is known as the lazy child in his home, and so he lives up to that expectation and perception. Fourth, laziness may become the default mode of behavior when the child fears failure. Instead of working hard on school assignments or studying for tests, his anxieties and fears lead to just quitting or procrastinating. And then fifth, your child is just apathetic about life in general. He doesn't want to work because he just doesn't care. Very little motivates him except doing nothing. Now, if you are to effectively deal with the laziness in your child, it's important to discern if any or maybe even all of these heart issues are in play. Again, we must not just be interested in changing behavior, but in real heart change. So now let's move on to some basic gospel-centered biblical principles of work to combat the laziness problem and promote a heart that wants to work for the glory of God. Here's the first one. Check out your own example first. If I asked your children about your work ethic, what would they say? Do they witness a hard worker every day? Or do they see you getting out of work whenever possible? Now, I certainly have enjoyed having children so that they can do work I really don't want to do anymore. It's been a few glorious years since I have last had to cut my grass. I don't mind not having to clean the kitchen on a regular basis. I'm even getting used to giving up my weekly vacuuming gig to one of my sons. But we must be careful not to show that we are just trying to get out of daily housework or important maintenance. Instead, we are to be including children in work to train them, enabling us as parents to do other important work. In other words, if you are sitting around watching television while your children are required to act as your bond servants, they may begin to think that adulthood is all about getting other people to do your work for you. So if your child is at the age he can start to cut grass, go outside with him, teach him, supervise him. Maybe you weed eat and trim while he mows the lawn. 
The same goes for work inside. Work alongside your children to clean the kitchen or do the laundry or dust or vacuum the house. We'll talk more about chores in a moment. Do your children also see a strong work ethic in the work you do outside the home? Of course, your child probably doesn't go to work with you if you work outside the home, other than once a year to take your daughter to work day. Do we really even have those anymore? Now, even though they can't necessarily see you doing your work or in your career, how do you talk about it when you're at home? And what about the work that you are required to do do you bring home? They need to see you working hard, productively, and actually enjoying what you do. Now, that doesn't mean your job is always a great joy or that it isn't stressful. You need to be real about your job when you're talking about it with your child. But what you don't want to show by your example is that work is to be avoided, that you are just living for the weekend or for your hobbies. That's the world's view of work and not a biblical one. For the Christian, work is connected to calling and gifting. God calls us and gifts us with abilities in order to fulfill that calling. We work to extend God's kingdom. We work to love God and to love other people. And we also work to provide for our families to the glory of God. So take some time and evaluate your example of work to your children. How can you expect them to have a strong work ethic when you don't? Work on your own laziness and procrastination, showing the energy that is needed to do all things well for the glory of God. Secondly, teach about work biblically. Along with a good example, you need to teach your child about work from God's Word. Start at the beginning, how Adam was given the job to tend the garden, to name the animals, to work out of a love for God. Then when Adam sinned, what was part of the consequences for Adam? Work became hard. The ground was not easy to till, filled with thorns and weeds. Work now included blood, sweat, and tears. Sin makes us want to avoid work. Then talk about how work is to be done within certain limits. God has not called us to work constantly, but has given us time to rest and to play and to recreate. He has also given us Sunday as the Lord's Day to rest from our regular labor, worship God as the family of God, and rest and rejuvenate for the week ahead. After that, you may want to do a proverb study. It has a whole lot to say to young people about the consequences of being lazy. Laziness leads to poverty. Laziness leads to bad behavior. Laziness casts you into deep sleep. Laziness doesn't glorify God. Teach your young child that it is foolish to learn and develop a habit of laziness and that you're not going to allow it. Then go to the New Testament and teach what Jesus taught his disciples about work. Many of the parables picture for us what work looks like in the kingdom of God. It makes use of what God has given us as good stewards of time, talents, money. It focuses on extending the kingdom of God. Work demonstrates our gratefulness to God. Finally, we even read about work in the epistles. Paul talks about how a man who doesn't work and provide for his family is worse than an unbeliever. Work is also directly connected to our spiritual gifts, and works show that we are faithful to what God has put before us.
Then after teaching from God's word, give your own wisdom that you have learned about work over the years. Speak of how you learned to work as a child. Speak of your first job and what you learned from it. Talk about how you entered into your career, your calling from the Lord. And don't forget to talk about the dangers of being lazy or procrastination. If possible, your children need to hear from mom and dad. Hopefully you both are in agreement when it comes to work. Use every task that you give your child as an opportunity to teach about work, never assuming that they already know or believe the truth about work according to God's word. Now let's talk about one of your child's favorite words, chores. By definition, a chore is an unpleasant but necessary task. It is something that is routine, often a household task, never really fun. Do children even do chores today, especially those in middle to upper class families? Well, according to a recent survey, only 28% of parents say they give their children routine chores. And I'm guessing that is a downward trend. Without question, making your child do a couple hours of chores each day is the number one way to promote a strong work ethic. After all, it is the epitome of doing something I don't really want to do and seemingly has little reward. So why are so many children not doing chores? Well, for one thing, many school-aged children, especially older ones, don't have the time. Many parents have so filled their child's schedule with organized extracurricular activities and sports that they are rarely home during the school year. Then there's all that homework that has to be done, right? And we still want to give them some free time to play video games or watch TV. Finally, there's the problem of parents not at home to supervise or enforce chores getting done. It is just so much easier to let household chores be given to a maid or go undone. In the face of all that, let me appeal to you to find a way to have your child do at least an hour a weekday and a half of a day on Saturdays of chores. Of course, the age of your child will factor in here, but keep in mind that your child should spend more time on chores as they get older, not less, even though he or she is busier with other things too. Children should be making their beds and cleaning their rooms, not just closing the door so you can't see the pig pen they live in. They should be doing laundry, cleaning the house, doing the dishes. All your children, even your boys, should be learning how to cook to maintain the home as well. Boys and girls should be working in the yard. Is it obvious to you that your children should be doing these sorts of chores, or am I saying something revolutionary? I hope it isn't profound, especially to us as Christian parents. Children not only need to learn how to do these mundane tasks, but it also trains them to be hard workers in all the places God has given them dominion. The house and all personal property are gifts from the Lord that they are called to care for and work for. Don't give in to your child's complaints about not wanting to work. Unfortunately, I remember whining just about every Saturday morning to my mother when she told me to vacuum. She often gave in and just said, I'll do it myself. I can't blame her at all for that. I must certainly have been annoying. But she needed to make me do it or discipline me for my disobedience. 
you could certainly make an old-fashioned chore chart or try a new-fashioned app on your phone to keep track of chore doing. But most importantly, you need to be able to give out a chore and see your child complete it well to your satisfaction. When a child forgets to do it or does it halfway, he or she needs to get it done and receive consequences as well. This is a question of obedience as well as a question of training strong work ethic, which leads us to the next principle. Avoid paying your child for chores. Now, that doesn't sound very fair or kind, does it? To be clear, I'm not suggesting that giving an allowance to your child is necessarily a bad thing. By definition, an allowance is money a parent allows his child to have in order to learn how to properly handle money. So a proper allowance system is coupled with teaching how to spend, save, tithe, etc. What I'm suggesting here is that you avoid tying allowance to chores. So you end up paying your child to cut the grass or clean his room. After all, household chores just have to be done. They are not typically income-producing endeavors, are they? So why give your child an income from them? Oftentimes, paying for chores is a way to bribe or encourage a child to actually do the chore and do it well. Money is always a nice incentive to all of us. But unfortunately, it sends the wrong message. It teaches children that the only work that is worth it or that should be done well is that which receives a monetary reward. In other words, if I don't get paid, what's the point? Well, a biblical definition of work should never value it according to how much money it produces. Work done for the glory of God is always a value, and much work just has to be done. When household chores remain incomplete, a house will waste away and ultimately fall apart in the future. So don't compensate your child for chores or use money as some sort of bribe to inspire them to do the work. This is not a godly work ethic. This is a mercenary ethic, teaching children to have a self-centered view of work. Now, there can be some natural rewards for chores well done. Getting chores done early on Saturday morning can mean more free time and play time. Doing good work brings with it a reward of pleasing parents and pleasing the Lord. Working hard even brings a physical and emotional reward when success is attained. Again, you want your child to have a good attitude and work with all his might on the task set before him or her. Don't resort to payment or ice cream or a trip to Disney World if the chores are done. Let the completed chore be its own reward. Now let's talk about schoolwork and other work opportunities. In one sense, schoolwork is the most important work for your child to accomplish well. Their calling and career is one of students preparing for future callings and careers. So in whatever place your children are receiving their academic instruction, at home, public school, private school, or Christian school, they all need to learn a strong school work ethic. They need to learn to study, to complete assignments thoroughly, to think through what they are learning. They need to obey their teachers, listen well, and be responsible. Even if you are not a homeschool parent, you are the ultimate teacher regarding their school work ethic. They must be accountable to you for their work, 
and you are responsible to see that they learn to work on their academics. Laziness and schoolwork will obviously have ramifications for your child's future. Don't just leave them to themselves in their younger years. When they are older, they will need to own their own education, but hopefully by then they will have a foundational work ethic undergirding it. Always make sure they are studying for the glory of God and as good stewards of the good minds God has given them. In the older elementary and teen years, you will also want to give your child opportunities to work for other people and to get paid for their work as well. Working for another boss, whether if it's at Chick-fil-A, the local grocery store, or mowing other people's lawns is another step in learning a biblical work ethic and resisting laziness. While your child may be more motivated to work hard because he or she is getting paid now, this is not always the case. Many in this generation sit on their phones when they should be working, don't show up on time, and do halfway work. Summer times and after-school jobs are important to not just keep your child busy, but to learn that other people have high expectations about work habits as well. Another alternative place to learn work ethic is in athletics or other extracurricular activities. Depending on the situation or the team, your child can learn discipline and hard work. Unfortunately, some sports situations actually diminish work ethic, so you have to be careful. Whatever the case, don't allow your child to be so involved in sports or other activities that they don't work in their studies, their chores, and other job situations. Let's just touch on a couple more practical biblical principles which will combat laziness and work to build a good Christian work ethic. Here's the next one. Service to others. Work should not be seen by your child as just about benefiting self. Doing excellent schoolwork benefits my future. Working at a job benefits me with pay. Doing chores even gives me the benefit of a clean room, a clean house, etc. Your child needs to be hard at work for other people too. As Christians who are called to love God and love other people, much of the hard work we do in this life should be in service to others for their benefit. So how often do your children work hard to serve others outside of their family? Are they involved in their community, their church, or any place else? Well, I think the best place to start is with your church. Hopefully, there are ready-made opportunities to serve others, to do the work of the ministry. One of the places we see the children and youth of our church serve the most is our disability ministry. We have a Friday night respite care every other month, which requires lots of volunteers to care for those with special needs. We also need buddies for children touched by various disabilities on Sundays and Wednesday nights so they can go to Sunday school, worship, catechism, and other ministry programs. Maybe your church sends youth or families with children on summer mission trips to work in serving others on the mission field. The deacons of your church might also appreciate your children helping with work days around the church. Then there are always opportunities in parachurch ministries or other nonprofit organizations that would love volunteer workers. Certainly, these work opportunities may be harder to find and take more work on your part. But getting your child ministry-minded 
as well as working hard as a volunteer, is a vital component of their Christian work ethic. We parents should always be seeking chances to get our children outside of themselves, giving of their time and strength to good causes and for the good of others. And then our final principle for this episode on laziness, apathy, and work ethic. Don't forget to address the heart of the matter. Remember that your child may be struggling with various heart issues when it comes to work. He or she may be fearful of failure, may just enjoy being served, or always resist anything in life that is hard. The idol of comfort must always be addressed when it comes to building a godly work ethic. With the freedom and abundance that many of us enjoy, it is easy for our children to become addicted to ease and comfort. Help them to do the hard things and not be afraid of all that is difficult. And then you may also have to deal with the idol of pleasure. Obviously, we are raising children today in an over-the-top entertainment culture. The personal access many of our children have to almost nonstop entertainment in the palm of their own hands is truly astounding. Your child's laziness may be connected to his desire for constant, usually very passive, pleasure. He needs to learn to see the pleasure found in a hard day's work, in creating and learning and serving God and others. It's not just about taking away all forms of entertainment from your child. It's about your child gaining passion for the important things in life rather than the trivial. Ultimately, all of our children need to learn to work for the glory of God. Hopefully you've heard me say that a few times during this podcast. It is God who gives us the ability to work in the first place. And even though sin and death have made work hard and miserable at times, we still must have hearts that want to please God with our work. So make sure your child is not just working to please self or even to please you or a teacher or an employer. God is the one who has his eyes on your child every moment of every day. We want our children to learn to be God-pleasers in their work, not man-pleasers. And that hard work glorifies God when done with excellence and done in joy. Well, here's just one postscript before closing this podcast out. Hopefully you already know that preventing the sin of laziness and building a work ethic is not accomplished just by keeping your child overly busy. I already suspect that many parents today keep their children too busy to somehow keep them out of trouble or from being bored. But just because a child or teen is ultra busy doesn't automatically mean that he or she is a hard worker. And we don't have time today to talk about all the emotional and mental stress that may be occurring as well. So don't focus on how to keep your child busy with a lot of tasks. We need quality, not just quantity. Choose work wisely for your child. Chores, academics, other activities, service, and even paid work. Don't overload, but teach them how to be a good, balanced steward of their time, energy, and talents and thereby resist a heart of laziness. Thank you for listening to Biblical Counseling Today with Dr. John Kwasney. This weekly podcast is supported by Biblical Counseling and Training Ministries, which you can learn more about at bctministries.com. If you have found yourself encouraged or challenged today, 
please share this podcast with your church, family, and friends. Rate us on iTunes and your social media outlets. It really helps. Until next time, may you enjoy the riches of God's compassionate grace and mercy in your life.